Welcome to Vision School, a program designed to inform and educate on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. So glad you could join me for episode 38. In this episode, I will deal with some other occurrences which took place during the 1970s. My sister Rita was brutally slain in 1976. It was a sad time for me because Rita and I grew up together. She was my big sister and everywhere she went, she made sure that I accompanied her. And so I learned a lot of the geography of Kingston because of her. Then when I moved into my house she helped me to with the purchasing of furniture and you know fixing up the place and getting it ready so she had a special spot in my heart always from childhood days she was brutally gone down she went to a house to talk over business with some of her friends um, three other ladies and gunmen barged into the house and killed her she was shot in the head so you can understand the kind of agony that went through my whole being during that period. What was even more devastating was the fact that she died leaving very small children and so we had to rally and and we did whatever we could to make them comfortable and to try to ease the pain that must have been going on in their little hearts. In 1977, my mother died. Rita's death really took a toll on her. She was ailing for some time prior to Rita's passing, but I think that just hastened her demise. She stopped talking. She didn't talk very much after that incident and she just became withdrawn and eventually she died in October 1977. One day in 1979 I was approached by Peter Stevenson 
who was the then president of St. Andrew Lands Club. Peter asked me if I would like to join the Lands Club of St. Andrew uh, because at that time um, no blind person was ever admitted to the organization prior to that request. And I thought about it and I said, no, I don't think I want to join. But then he said, um, think about it. And eventually he prevailed on me to join. And I did so because I came to the conclusion that you can only influence an organization from inside. And so if they were going to learn about people with disabilities, somebody on the inside would be better able to um, teach them how to function and how to relate to blind people. So I took up the challenge and joined the organization um, later in that year. It was somewhat frightening at first because I thought that I would have been, you know, not too well received and that there would have been all kinds of difficulties which I had to overcome. But that was not the case. I was warmly welcomed and um, we talked about blindness that first evening of, and, and made light of it and discussed it. And then later on, I began to do demonstrations and to work with them on projects, even when they were doing jobs that I could not manage to do, I, I still rallied and gave my support. Um, so much so that um, we, we began to joke about our painting of a bus shed in St. Andrew where they built the bus shed and painted it and it became a, a popular joke because we said that they had built a two-story bus shed because it was so high but it was all in fun and I've been with the Lands Club ever since that time and I've so far completed 40 years of service and was recognized by Lands Club International for uh, that length of time with a, a, a service award. Also, I think it was about 2006, I was awarded Melvin Jones Fellow, which is one of the highest um, positions that one can get, one of the highest awards in Lionism that one can get. And so I am grateful for this and I continue to do whatever I can. Eventually in my Lionistic career, I became president of the, the Lions Club and eventually rose to the level 
of district associate site chairman under the leadership of the late Lan Herbie Edwards, who was the district governor at the time. I also had the privilege of attending, I think it was a 1985 convention in, in San Francisco, uh, where I had the opportunity of mingling with thousands, I can't remember the exact numbers now, but thousands of lands who attended that uh, international event, and I learned a lot about how to run a club and the role of president and all this sort of thing. So I really have enjoyed my stay in Lionism and I think it's a wonderful service organization. By 1980, uh, plans were far advanced for the formation of Combined Disabilities Association. Many of us met for long hours during the evenings discussing the formation of the association and drafting its constitution and really making plans for the association so that by the time the International Year for Disabled Persons should be with us, the association would be active and could play an important role. In late 1980, the government of Jamaica appointed me to be coordinator for the International Year for Persons with Disabilities. That was a signal honor because many non-disabled persons working, working in the ministry really saw it as an opportunity and were saddened that they were not considered for the post. So I accepted the post and settled down to work on planning the year alongside the planning committee. The committee was chaired by Professor Sir John Golding and we had as secretary to the committee Mr. R. Anthony Wong, the late Mr. Wong and he did an outstanding job. The rest of the committee consisted of a number of persons working in the disability field as well as uh, quite a number of persons with disabilities and together we put together a plan for the entire year. We visited schools, we gave talks to 
churches, insurance companies, to professionals, and any group that would have us. And I think we covered the entire island during the course of the year. The year's activities ended with a national telethon and we got the support of a number of private sector organizations, the government of Jamaica and individuals who rallied to our cause. And so we had an excellent year and we raised um, approximately one million Jamaican dollars and met our goal of raising enough money to build a training center for people with disabilities. In those days that was a considerable sum of money in, in, in the present time that money would not be able to go very far in construction. Fortunately for us the, the lands were made available um, by the government of Jamaica so that made things even easier. The, the next step in the process was to obtain all the equipment that was needed to really um, run the center and to begin the training program. And unfortunately, the opening of the center um, did not materialize until many years after, but eventually the goal was achieved. In 1982, at the beginning of the year, the activities of IYDP came to an end when I completed the final report which was submitted to the government of Jamaica. Unfortunately, no action was taken, as far as I know, on the report which was about 90 pages and consisted of a number of recommendations. The report was approved by the IYDP committee and um, everybody was satisfied. In October of 19 81, my wife Nora and I were invited to Miami Beach, Florida to participate in an international expo as part of the IYDP activities for the United States. So we went and we 
represented Jamaica and took along with us a number of exhibits which were mounted in the in the hall in the Jamaican section. We got a number of persons coming to inquire about Jamaica and about work for the blind and we even had a radio interview so radio and television actually so um, we were quite satisfied the high point of it all was that I presented a paper on uh, work for the disabled in Jamaica and that too was well received that same year towards the end of 1981 I was awarded the order of distinction officer class and that also was an honor um, which I accepted because it meant that people recognized that persons with disabilities could play an active role in their own development and in enhancing programs and helping to move the cause forward. Because I think that was a turning, IYDP was a turning point in enabling us to begin to advocate for our rights because we, we had to champion um, the rights as put forward by the International Year for the Disabled and the United Nations and um, people began to, to recognize that we too have rights and that nothing should be done with us or for us without us and so that was a, a major major step in our development I think it is fair to say that uh, the decade of the 70s and the decade of the 80s were significant periods in our development. The 70s saw uh, the formation of a large number of agencies and the, the 80s um, resulted in consolidation and expansion of a number of those agencies. In 1982 I was awarded the GLENA Certificate of Merit. Uh, for our international listeners, uh, the GLENA is one of our local newspapers and it saw fit to recognize me for the work which we had carried out during the IYDP and so that too I accepted humbly on behalf of people with disabilities.
that's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams Jr.